right, folks. And it is a feel-good Friday here on Hanging with Elvis. I want to thank you very much for listening to me today. Tuning me in, plugging me in on the one and twos, baby. I thank you very much. That's right, folks. You made it to the weekend. You made it to the damn weekend. It's here already, baby. It's time to relax, kick back, and just enjoy the weekend, man. You worked hard all week, God dug it. You worked hard all week. You know what? You deserve a beer for lunch. That's what you need, man. A beer for lunch. Have one on me, God almighty. And you know what? Have some french fries, too, while you're at it. God dang it. But I do thank you for listening to Hanging With Elvis. I am your host, Elvis. And that's right, folks. It's a feel-good Friday here on Hanging With Elvis. And I just want to thank all my newcomers for coming aboard the Crazy Train. Thank you very much. Appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day to plug me in and check me out, man. Taking me for a spin on the one and twos, man. Thank you very much from the bottom of my heart, man. And I see you. I see where you're coming from. I'm going to go give a rundown here in a quick minute once I log into my website. And I give a shout-out to my newcomers for coming aboard the Crazy Train. But I, as always, folks, you got to know the rules, man. Rule number one is check your feelings at the door. That's it, man. Just check your feelings at the door. You're going to get them back. I promise you, man. I'll make sure you get them back, man. I'm going to say, hey, you forgot your feelings. Come back. It's <laughs> exactly what I'm going to say. God dang it. Well, anyway, man, come aboard the crazy train. Kick back, relax. Just don't have a heart attack, baby. And I really do appreciate you guys listening to me, man. And all my returning listeners, thank you for coming back for some more uh, craziness in your life. Because that's just the way it is in my life, folks. Crazy. It is just crazy like a son of a bitch, man. But anyway, man, it is Friday. It is a feel-good Friday. I hope you had a good week at work. And now it's time to have a great weekend, man. You know what I'm talking about? It's time to get busy, man. Time to get busy, man. Hold on. Let me give you a crowd, man. Hold on. Let me see. Oh, no. Not that one that you got. Hold on, man. Where's it at, man? They used to be here. There you go. Give yourself a round of applause. There you go. You did good this week. You did good. Now it's time to relax. Go to work. And your nice little tight jeans and your tight blouse that you got. And you already got the raise, man. You got to be showing off all the damn time. Unless you dress like that. Unless you dress like that. If you want to dress like that every Friday, casual Fridays, knock yourself out, man. You know what I'm saying? Dress to impress, God dug it. And all the guys come in with their freaking slags and their freaking uh, alligator shirts. What are those called, man? Anyway, everybody's dressed feel good. Uh, dress casual like work today because it's feel good Friday. And uh, hopefully your boss sets you up early. If not, just say your stomach hurts. You got to go home, okay? Just start coughing. Like, Chinga, nombre, you won't be at work for two weeks. What, you're coughing? Nombre, get back. Go over there. Chinga, I'll see you in two weeks. Quarantine yourself. Then you think you got the corona. Chinga. Don't even cough, man. Don't even say you got a fever. You can't say you got a cough. Your stomach, nothing. You can't say shit. All you got to say is you got an emergency at home. That's it. Because if you say you're coughing and you, my stomach hurts, I get a headache, I feel hot. I'm going to Corona. Coronavirus. I'm going to get out of here, punk. You're not going to see them for two weeks at Chinga, man. I'm telling you. Uh, they not, even, not even in school, right? You can't go to school. And, and the kids like, hey, teacher, I don't feel too good. Oh, shit, man. And a mass hand sanitizer break out. They put the freaking, those uh, hazmat suits on the Chinga. They got to take it to the nurse. They got to warn everybody when they're taking you down the hall and shit. Hey, we got a guy who's coughing. Everybody put on the suits. Put on the mask. Sanitizer. Get the sanitizer. You know, they're going to be yelling and shit, man. So anyway, you can't even say shit. Just say you got an emergency at home and just roll out of there, man. Or just fucking leave. Just fucking leave, man. Friday. We going to do fire you? I'll let you go. They probably will let you go. <laughs> don't listen to me, folks. Like my wife says, don't listen to him. You don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> and like I said, don't follow my advice, man. Don't follow my advice, man. But anyway, I hope you have a... Good plan. I hope you have great plans this weekend with your family, your loved ones, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your Sancho, Sancha, side chick, side guy, your boy toy, whatever you want to call it, your 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 vibrator, your toy, your, your dildo, whatever, whatever date you got going on to this weekend, man. Have a good time, okay? Have a great time that you got. That's all I can say, man. Have a good time that you got, man. 
But anyway, man, yeah, it is Friday, and uh, I was just watching, check it out, I was going to do this podcast earlier, I was going to do a Feel, Feel Good Friday podcast earlier, but I got caught up into watching um, uh, a Netflix documentary about that, uh, it's called the I Am A Murderer, right? And uh, and it talks to people that are in prison, and, and they're already been charged, they're doing their time, they're on the death row, they're, or they're doing life. But they're what you call it. They already confessed. They're they already been, they already been found guilty of their crime. So they can talk about it, right? Because it's already said and done. They already signed the paper at Chingai. You're going to prison for for death, or you're going for life, whatever it is. So they're talking about it, right? Well, anyway, I just plugged it on. I just turned it on. I just wanted to see it because it was a new episode. It was a documentary on. It was the documentary I put it on. It's called I Am a Murderer, not me. The the show is okay. The show is called I Am a Murderer, and. Uh, and uh, they talked to the people who killed already, who have killed. And they talked to this one guy, man. This guy's young. Well, well, yeah, he's young because he's been in jail since he was uh, 17, man. God dang, 17 plus 20, right? 21, 17 plus 21. Hold on, 21. 17 is 8, 2, 3. God dang, he's 38 years old, that son of a bitch. And he's been in prison 21 years. Anyway, he killed this guy. And uh, uh, and it was based out here in San Antonio, southeast of San Antonio. And uh, like going to Lavernia. And, uh, and that guy, uh, his name was... Uh, well, I'm gonna, I'll start talking about it right now. I, I was watching the documentary, right? And it really caught my attention. His name is Leo Little, right? He And uh, he's in prison right now. He's in, in uh, one of the prisons in by Huntsville. There's so many prison uh, yards out there, man. And... Uh, he, whatchamacallit, uh, killed this guy named Christopher Chavez. Hold on, man. Let me get my notes, man. Because I wrote notes and shit because it was very, very interesting. Very interesting, folks. Hold on. Time out. Okay. This guy's name was uh, uh, Leo Little. And uh, him and another guy, his accomplice, uh, Jose Jose Zavala or Zavala. I think it's Zavala, man. It's a tripped out documentary, okay? Because they speak to this guy. The one who killed that dude, Leo Little, right? The one who killed Christopher Chavez. This happened in 1998, by the way, okay? So he's been in jail. He's been in prison for 21 years, man. That's a long damn time, folks. That's that's more than ha that's more than he's been alive. Because he got sentenced when he was 17 years old. So he's been in prison 21 years. So he's been in prison more longer than he's been on in the free world. Now that, more, longer than he's been in the free world. He only spent 17 years. Then he committed a crime and he got sent to prison for life. Anyway, anyway, and uh, that guy Christopher Chavez was um, was just picked out. Uh, this guy uh, Leo Little and his friend, uh, his accomplice uh, Jose Zavala, uh, they were just cruising around and looking for you know looking for someone to rob. That guy Leo Little says, that guy Little says uh, that he wanted to rob somebody. Okay, so he wanted to go rob somebody. So they went cruising. They went cruising San Antonio. It was just, you know, just out and about, man. Pull over somewhere, he said. And uh, as he's waiting in the car, his friend gets off to the store. Gets off at the store. They, they went to the store, and his friend gets off, right? Jose Zavala gets off, and that guy, uh, Little, is in the car. And, uh, and and there's a car parked in front of him, and he sees a guy go into the car, throw a satchel in there, and then close the door and go back inside to where he, wherever he came from. And that guy, Little, saw that he did that. So what he did, he got in the car... Right, because it was unlocked, and he hid behind the seat. But before he left, he left a note to his friend, uh, Jose Zavala, and told him, "Hey, if 
follow this car, I'm gonna be hiding in the back seat. So when that guy Christopher Chavez got in his car, that dude Little surprised him, and uh, well, they were gonna rob him. And uh, as they were cruising, and uh, uh, that guy Chavez told him, "Hey, look, man, I ain't even got no bank. I ain't got no money in the bank. I got no ATM card. I ain't got nothing." And he was being real cool. He knew he was getting robbed. They was being real cool. And this dude Little says, uh, well, you know, what are we going to do? I guess, you know, starting to think, what am I going to do? And then I guy said, look, man, if it's money you're after in that satchel, there's money in there. And uh, uh, so that guy Little opens it up and sees that it has um, like $300 in there, right? And uh, uh, so he's got the money, right? So he says, okay, I'm going to have to take you to a, a secluded area. I'm going to leave you out there. So he, he knows he's run out of gas, so they wouldn't stop at a store. Stopping at a store and that guy didn't do nothing. Because it comes to find out that that guy Christopher Chavez was a uh, Jehovah Witness, okay, so, and he was really into his uh, religion, and he what you might call it, uh, uh, they're not confronta confrontational, they don't like violence, they don't get into trouble and this and that. So he was holding firm to that uh, his belief that everything was going to be okay, okay. So that guy uh, Little has him drive, put some gas, has him drive out southeast of San Antonio. The other guy is following following him still. And uh, when he gets to the car, he that guy little even says when he got to the part, when he got to the the area, the secluded area on that road, he even said, "I could have let him go, I could have let him go, but something, something over me told me to kill him." He was, but I'm just saying he said something came over him. That when he knelt in front of him, that guy Chavez knelt in front of him because he told him to kneel down. And when he knelt in front of him. He could have let him go. All he had to do was get in the car. He even said, I could have got in my car and I could have just left. Could have left him there. I could have parked this car somewhere far and let him walk. You know, it's just a robbery. Okay, now it's just a robbery. But now, it was just a robbery. But now it's a murder because he said he couldn't control himself. He said he got the gun out of his jacket and bottle shot him in the head, man. Shot him behind the head and left him for dead, man. Right? Left him for dead, man. I think for a day or two, that guy, believe it or not, that get that guy... That guy Christopher Chavez may rest in peace and, and prayers to his family and his and because they didn't want no part of the documentary. It said at the end of the documentary they didn't want no part of it. You know because after a while, uh, they found out that he did it right because you know he started showing off and he wanted to, he bragged about it like Chingan. That's how you get busted. See that's how you get busted when you brag about shit and that's what he gets. That's what he gets because it, it, it your guilty conscience is gonna give it up and that's your mouth. Your mouth is gonna give you up if you got a guilty conscience. Guess what? Your mouth is gonna give you up. And his mouth gave him up, man. So people started, you know, uh, started to get worried and call the cops. And then they put they put him at the scene of the crime. And uh, he ended up getting busted. Him and his friend Jose Zavala. It was really an open and shut case, to be honest with you. It was real simple. He robbed him, took him out to, secluded area, uh, to a secluded area and shot him. And didn't have to. And killed him, man. And the guy lived for a day and a half because they couldn't find his body. When they found it, that's when they would call it um he, they took him to the hospital and he died two days later. I think he found him a day later and two days later he died. Poor guy, man. Died for nothing. He even gave him the money. Here's the money. And you know what that money was from? It was from the collections, man, from the church they go at, he goes to. From the Jehovah Witness Church. That guy robbed him of his money, man. And look at that, man. Now he's doing life in prison. And he's eligible for parole in 2038, I think I saw. But anyway, it's a, a, a real tripped out documentary, man. Because they talked to the sheriff who investigated it. They talked to um, a teacher of his from the school he went to. I think it was Lavernia. I'm not even sure. They talked to another friend of his. And uh, they were saying he was kind of like a, 
an outsider kind of guy. And uh, he, whatchamacallit, uh, uh, hung around the wrong crowd. He hung around this, this group that the, the, they were they were Crip affiliated. They were part of the Crips. And they were gang affiliated through there. But like a small uh, small gang, way down south. They probably weren't even Crips. They were just letting them call them Crips. Because you got to be a real, real gangster to be in Crips, man. You know, and the Bloods and the Crips, those are real gangs, man. You know what I'm saying? Those ain't gangs that you, to pretend to, you don't want to pretend to be those guys. No. You're the real deal or you're going to get killed. You're going to get killed, man. Plain and simple, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't mess around with shit like that, man. And these fools did and they were pretending to be the cribs and this and that. They were just wannabes, man. And they committed a crime. Now they're doing life in prison. Now check this out. This is where the story gets interesting, right? All right? Because they're talking to him in prison, man, right? He's behind the windows and they're talking to the guy. They're talking to the guy, Leo Little. His name is Leo Little. He's somewhere in Huntsville, in the, one of the prisons in Huntsville. And uh, uh, his accomplice is in prison, too. Now, this is a tripped out documentary because it shows these two guys who lived a life of crime. Uh, 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 life of crime. They had, you know, a little bit of records. They weren't real gangsters. They weren't doing real crimes, but they were doing petty stuff, stealing and, and whatever, man. You know what I'm saying? And uh, um, so when they did this, now, now they're, you know, they're in prison now. Okay. So these were gangbangers at Chingat, right? You know, tough guys. Okay. Now, one of them changed his life in prison. The other one's still the fucking same, man. One guy says, hey, man, that guy, Jose Zavala, says, because, look, that guy, Leo Little, he, he got into church and stuff. He got into the church in, in the prison. Now he's a, a, a practicing minister in church. Look, man, look, listen here, folks. Look, man, I ain't got nothing wrong with you getting close to God, getting close to Jesus because you've you done something wrong or you just want to get close to Jesus. But listen, when you're in prison, there's... There's a, there's a couple of choices you got. There's a couple of choices you got there. And uh, this is the honest to God truth because uh, I know this for a fact. Okay. Some choices there. Okay. You're going to be gangbanging. You're going to be uh, part of the church. You're like, really want to change your life. You got to show these gangbangers that you got to change your life, that you don't want to be part of nothing. And, or you uh, just stay by yourself, secluded, and, and take a chance and uh, fighting off, uh, you know, these gangbangers every day in prison. Because the prison is a real deal, folks, okay? I used to be a minister, okay? I used to be a minister. I used to go to church. I was a minister. I was part of the prison ministry. I went to the juveniles, uh, detention centers. I went to the uh, prisons in uh, Catula to visit the prison in Catula, uh, the one in Hondo. And uh, these weren't big maximum security prisons, but they were prisons, man. There was some some hard time, hardcore guys in there, man. Some hardcore gangbangers, hardcore uh people in there man you know what i'm saying those those are the that's the real deal in there so i've seen it man i've seen it firsthand i've talked to these guys i prayed with them I, I held their hands and prayed with them and cried with them and laughed with them and just you know bs with them man you know what i'm saying i did that okay i really did okay and uh and and a lot of them say hey man when you're in there you gotta do these things you gotta change your life or stay gangbanging or just risk it and just fight off everybody every day man you know what I'm saying? So, if you're going to get into the ministry, you better be the real deal, man. You better be the real deal, holy feel, man. I'm not even lying. Don't be playing God just to save your ass in prison, okay? Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself and especially to God, man. Because you're playing God. You're, you're a pretender, man. You know what I'm saying? You're a pretender. And you shouldn't do that. We got too many pretenders out here outside of prison doing that already. All these big mega uh, 
the mega churches they got out here and all these rich pastors and all these, you know, whoever there are, man. The ones that live in the mansions and flying those jet airplanes, those personal jet airplanes and, and you know, just living off of your money, man. Okay, those guys I'm talking about. We got too many of those guys out here. We don't need any more. We need the real deal, holy fields, man. Okay? Don't just uh, use God to save your ass, man, in there, okay? Okay, listen, man. I ain't got nothing wrong with it. I really don't. But be for real. Okay, now this this guy, that when they talked to the cop who was uh, uh, doing, he was the lead investigator on this uh, case, and, and they talked to people, they, they all say that that dude, Leo Little, is full of shit. They say he's 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 pretending he's doing this because he's uh, the cop says he's doing this to make a show for his his parole hearing that he's got coming up, which is which is pretty logical and it's pretty. If you hear it, you probably say, yeah, you know what, you're right because they gotta show the pro they gotta show the pro board that you're changing your life, that you're remorseful, and that you're uh, that you're willing to just you know pay the time do the time for the crime you committed. But he's not. He changes ways, yes, in prison because, you, of course, you, you know, you, like I said, you got choices, man. Yeah, you got choices in prison. Okay? Now, this guy is is in front of the camera saying, you know, I'm a practicing minister, man, and, and uh, you know, I'm about reconciliating. I already reconciliated with God, and, and I hope the families can reconciliate. Man, this guy thinks it's like... Oh, I committed a crime, and I'm going to go to God. I'm going to be forgiven. Man, you know, there's a lot of damage you caused along the way, man. You broke up. You messed up a family. You broke up a family. Now there's anger and frustration and and, and sadness and, and just heartbrokenness in the family because of you. And you want to sit there and you want to say, Oh, I've reconciliated with God and he's in whatever, this and that. He's never talked about forgiveness. He never said the word forgiveness. Trust me, I, I saw the documentary. And um, and he, what you call it, sitting there thinking, oh, thinking it's okay now. No, man, he caused a lot of damage. That family didn't want nothing to do with the documentary. They said, no, we're not, we're not ready to talk about our son's death yet. And this happened in 1998, folks. That's 22 years ago. So, man, that's a long time. That's a lot of hurt. That's 22 years of hurt that they're feeling right now. And this guy's gonna get on TV, and he's gonna say there in the document, sit there the, and and say in the documentary that. He's already reconciliated with God and he's doing good and he just uh, hopes that there can be uh, some happiness again and start new, with, reconcile with him. You know, come on, man. I saw right through when I was watching it, man. I said, man, this guy's full of shit, man. There's no way, man. You're just doing it to save your ass, man. And I don't even know you. But you know what? I've been around a lot of hypocrites and no hypocrites. You catch my Jerry Jack? You know what I'm saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. I've been around a lot of hypocrites to know a hypocrite, man, okay? I really have been. And there's some real Christian people out there. I'm not saying all of them, everybody that goes to church is a hypocrite. No, I'm not saying that. I said there's a lot of them in church. That's what I'm saying, okay? There's a lot of them in there. A lot of people, sinners, church is for sinners. And it's for you to change from being a sinner and change you to a winner. You go in there a sinner and you come out a winner because you're starting new. It's a new beginning. But when you stay the same and you or you get worse, I let you ah forget about it. You're going for the wrong reasons, man. So yes, I know. I can say that I can sit here and say that I know that. So that dude's bullshitter, man. Even his accomplice, that guy Jose Zavala, said, Oh man, I don't know about all that shit. He said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that stuff to save my ass. He said, No, that's not me, man. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna pretend. And he even said pretend. There's no way, man. He that he goes, I know the the real deal. 
I'm not going to sit here and pretend I didn't do something. I did. So people got to be held accountable and be held uh, responsible for what happened. And and that guy, uh, Leo Little, is not accepting that yet. He, he's accepted his time in prison because he got no choice. He's been there 21 years, but he hasn't accepted the, the crime he committed, the, remorse, the remorseful inside. He's not remorseful. There you go. He's not uh, apologetic. Apologetic, and uh, he's not uh, asking for forgiveness. He's, he said he's reconciled with God. You know what, man? We all need to, but we're all going to be true with it, too, man. Okay, you can't play God the fool because God knows everything, man. All these pastors and all these priests and all these guys out here that are playing God, that are pretending that they're next, they're next in line to God or whatever, they're just, they're just showboats, man. All right, there's some real guys out there that can preach. I've seen them, I've heard them, I've, I, I know who they, I know who they are. Okay, I know who they are. But I also know the ones that ain't real. I know those guys. I know a lot of those guys. I laugh at those guys now. I, I, I know a lot of those hypocrites, man. And they're pastors and they're priests and they're this and that, man. I feel sorry for them. You know why? Because they're pretending. They shouldn't be playing God. They shouldn't be up there being a wolf in sheep clothing. Because all you're doing is, is going to make things work for yourself. The word of God says, do not mock my word. If you don't believe me, look it up. Look it up. Eh? Look it up in the Bible, it says. But you know what? Everyone's got to be held accountable for something. And we all got to answer to God. Look, there's a million and one ways to, to Jesus. But there's only, only one way to God. And that's through Jesus. Okay. Now, he, is a, he forgives us our past sins, our present sins, and our future sins if we ask for them. Okay. But we got to make ourselves better. We got to not sin no more. We got to try to stop sinning. Stop being, start being a better person. But when you're the same, you're not doing nothing. Because you're defeating the purpose. But now you're just wearing another mask on top of the mask you already have. There's too many people in church wearing a mask. Everybody needs to reveal their true identity already. And these guys are in prison pretending and they're wearing a mask just to save their ass so they won't get beat up and they won't get jumped by these different gang members in there. You know, the prisons are for real, man. I have respect for a lot of those prisoners in there. You know, they're, they're the real deal, man. They're the real deal, holy feel. And, I, and I've been there. I've talked to these guys one-on-one. -on -one. I've hugged on them. Shook their hands, stood side by side by these guys. And I never one time asked them what they did or what they're accused of or what they got charged with. Nothing. I didn't want to know, man. I was just there to preach the word of God and let them know that Jesus loves them and let them know that there's forgiveness at the other end. But they got to have forgiveness in their heart. They got to give forgiveness, give forgiveness before they can ask for forgiveness. And then they got to be remorseful and, and regretful for what they've done. And if they're not, well, then that's just another case, man. That's another story. So that was my job. To do that, I didn't want to know what you were there, but I even told me, I don't want to know what you're here for, man. I'm just here to let you know about Jesus, brother. That's all. That's all I was here for, you know. That's all I was there for. And these guys are, I mean, gang bangers, man. I'm talking like different gangs. I met a lot of people from different gangs in there, man. And maybe some of them were still in gangs. I don't know. But I was. They were real cool with me, and I was real cool with them. I went there to preach the word of God, and that's all it was to it, man. That's all I had. That's all I did. I'm not there to change your life. I'm here to tell you. Jesus can change your life, man, not me. Ain't nobody can change your life but you, man, okay, other than Jesus. Jesus is the way, and, and you got to you gotta let him take control of the wheel every now and then, or all the time. Let Jesus ha handle the wheel, man. Here, Jesus, take the wheel, okay? We got to do that, folks. So if you are if you know somebody in prison and they're ministers and they're on top of the world with preaching the word of God, man, I, I pray to God that they're uh, the real deal, man. I hope they're real deal. I hope they're the real deal. And I hope when they get out of prison, they continue it. You know what I'm saying? Because I've, I've known some that were in prison 
and they've gotten out. They attended the church for a little while where I was at, and then they booked, man. They took off to some other church, and then they went somewhere else. They went back to their lives again. Hey, you know what? God bless you, man. You know what I'm saying? We are we all have choices in life, and some of them are good, some some of them are bad. So, you know, that's on you, man. You know what I'm saying? That's on you. I did my part. I did my part, and uh, if you can't fulfill your part, but then I don't know what to say, Jack. I don't know what to say, America. Come on now, America. Wake up out there. You got to be responsible for your own choices. <laughs> you know but anyway, man, check out that documentary. It's called uh, the I Think I Am a Murderer or The Making of a Murderer. I don't even know, man. And uh, it's one of those on Netflix, man. Check it out, man. It's the one based in San Antonio. There's a few episodes in there. There's a few people they talk to, a few prisoners, and uh, they're scattered throughout the world, I mean, throughout, throughout the United States. And um, different crimes and different people and different times. And the next one on, on there was from 1980, 83 or 84. I got to check that story out. This lady uh, is sent to prison to the death row because she killed her husband, but she suffered years of abuse. And she got fed up with him and she killed him. Now, that one's interesting. Now, that one I want to check it out. Well, they're all interesting. But that one's very interesting because she had a breaking point. The lady had a breaking point. Should it have come sooner? You know, a long time ago when she was younger? Yeah, but when she stayed in this relationship hoping for the best and just suffered years of abuse, you know, it broke, man. She broke. Something broke, and she got to that boiling point, that breaking point, and they, that guy pushed the wrong fucking button. And, uh, yeah, Pablo, she killed him, and now she's in prison. I want to hear that story. I'll talk about that story next week. But, uh, yeah, check it out, man. It's on Netflix. I like to check out documentaries, man. I like to check out the documentaries. Documentaries get down to the real deal, man. They investigate. The people that do the documentaries, man, they get down to the real deal, man. They start asking questions. They they, they investigate and research and they, they just say, hey, man, tell me your side. And then there's not a, a guy interviewing nobody. They're just speaking themselves. They, they question them, and then they let them say whatever they're going to say. Whatever comes out of their mouth is what the, what's coming out of their mouth. And it's some crazy shit, man. Some crazy shit, man. Hold on. Time out, folks. Time out. So anyway, that's the, that's the documentary I was watching this morning. I'm going to watch the next one, uh, the next episode next. It's like four or five episodes in the, that documentary. It's real cool, man. Check it out, man. It's on Netflix making of a murder or it's called i am a murder or something like that one of those three one of those two let you got three i said two hey what you smoking <laughs> anyway man it is a feel good friday and i want to thank you for listening to hang with us i hope you liked that little uh uh talk on that dude uh leo little it's a crime that he did in 1998 and he's still doing the time folks he's still doing the time and uh, i hope you enjoyed it and uh if you want to check it out man check it out on, on netflix uh today is also the national day today is for October 23rd, 2020. Write that down. You won't see that again. Uh, national iPod Day. I don't know what that means. I probably Those are the first things that came out, right? The iPod and then the iPhones. Oh, iPod, iPad, and iPhones, right? Is that, how, is that the order it was in? And I need. I need money to buy iPods and iPhones. <laughs> I need money. <laughs> anyway. Uh, then it says a National Boston Cream Pie Day. Uh-oh. Everybody in Boston is going to get a cream pie. Let's uh, see. Uh, National Mole Day. Mole as in M-O-L-E. Mole Day. Is it like mole? Is that how you spell the moles on your arms, on your face? Or is it a mole like the guy that lives in the ground? The mole, right? The moles? What are they? We'll check it out here in a minute. Because uh, if it's about moles, man, shit, you can, you can play a uh, freaking connect the dots on my body. On my damn body, God, dog. 
Uh, it says National TV Talk Show Host Day. Let's see what that's about. And October 23rd, uh, National. The last one here is uh, Swallows Depart from San Juan Capistrano Bay. Capistrano Day. I don't know what a swallows. I don't know if this has to do with porn. Uh, swallows Depart from San Juan Capistrano Day. I don't even know what that is. Well, let's click that first because I want to get that one out of it. That's boring. Sounds boring. Uh, it says right here. Man, it takes forever, man. Remember, I got turtle internet. Turtle internet sucks. Don't ever get it, folks. Don't ever get turtle internet. Uh, is that cricket phones? It says, Swallows depart from San Juan Capistrano Day. On October 23rd, the swallows depart. Oh, swallows are birds. They're birds. Oh, they're from the sea, right? They're out in the sea. Swallows. They're like the, at the beach, right? Is that what those are? Uh, no, those are, uh, what are those? Those white ones? What are the white ones? Says the famous cliff swallows of San Juan Capistrano leave town every year in a swirling mass near the day of San Juan, October 23rd. They head for their winter vacation about 6,000 miles south in uh, Goya, Argentina. <laughs> Must be nice, right? Just to pick up and leave. I wish I was a bird. Hey, man, it's good south. Fuck, it's sunny down there. The beach is popping with girls and thong bikinis. Let you go. Let's go, Jack. Hey, load up the nest. We're out of here. You know what I'm saying? Funny shit. I wish I was a bird. Uh, says, uh, they how to observe it? Swallows depart from San Juan Capistrano Day. That's it. Hashtag it. All right. We got that out of the way. What's, what's, what's the next one here? Let's go down the line here. Let's talk about the National iPod Day. Let's check it out. National iPod Day uh, is for... God dang, it takes long here. My goodness. Uh, Apple introduced the iPod on October 23rd, 2001. Wow, look at that, 2001? Really, it's been out 19 years? Holy shit. The iPod changed the way we listen to and purchase music. That's for damn sure, man. My kids wanted one of those iPods. It's the local that you got, man. Uh, it says here, the first iPod was sold on November 10th, 2001 for, oh, mira, $399. No wonder even my kids didn't get one. I thought they were 80 bucks. Someone told me, like, um... They were for, on sale for three ninety nine. iPod, iPod days pays recognition to this groundbreaking technology and the many people it impacted. I think my kids still got theirs. They did. They did get one after a while. I had to buy it to punch up at you guy. You know when you you all badass when they first come out, you buy them, you spend money, then you regret it. You're like shit, man, I gotta go pawn it. I need some money. So those people that pawn it for cheap, I went and bought those. I went and bought those. Okay, cause you know what? Hey, your loss is my treasure, right? That's how it works. People's People's trash is my treasure. There you go. Something like that. Some shit like that. Uh, says, um, the iPod introduced us to playlists and ways of managing our music collections like never before. Which is true, man. Uh, it took the portability to a whole new level. Soon, the iPod would, would introduce other media to us. Would also introduce other media uh, platforms to us. It changed the way we listen to books, stories, and news. And now, even podcasts. <laughs> I threw that in there like, God, I should have wrote this. Uh, the device also changed the way we listen to uh, as the stories are told. The way stories are told. There you go. Those who had something to broadcast could record them and upload them. Wow, check it out. Now it's podcasting. Now it's called podcast. Uh, listeners would tune in by downloading the podcast. Thousands of apps offer ways to listen to podcasts today. Wow, look at that. <laughs> How to observe the hashtag iPod, iPod Day. There you go. Hashtag iPod Day. That was easy. That was nice, too. In 2001, now we know when it first came out. 2001. 
Remember, man, we didn't have shit back in the 80s. We had a pager. That was the best technology we had back then, a pager. Then you had to have a lot of coins because you had to stop at the pay phones to call that number that was on the pager because you didn't know whose number it was. If you didn't have a good memory, you're just calling a random number and hoping it was somebody you knew or they didn't make a mistake because that happens. Sometimes some pager, you call it, you know, wasted the last... Back then, the phone was a the phone call was a quarter. You put in your quarter. You're like, hello, yeah, the, I got a phone call from the. I got a message from this phone number. Who's this? Yeah, man, I'm looking for uh, Ralph. Man, this ain't Ralph. What the? It's Elvis. Oh, sorry, I got the wrong number. Oh, did it do, man? I just put my click and they hang up. Yeah, Yeah, but you got the number now. You can prank call their ass any damn time you want. Anyway, uh, let's go to the next one here. The National Boston Cream Pie Day. Let's find out what this is about. God dug it. Uh, says here, National uh, Boston Cream Pie Day serves up a delicious dessert on October 23rd each year. That's it? Only on the 23rd of October you get a delicious cream pie? It says here, pie lovers move along. Cake lovers pull up a chair. Uh-oh, let's celebrate the cake with the identity crisis. Boston Cream Pie is a chocolate-frosted, custard-filled cake that is loved by millions. In 1856, a Boston Parker's House Hotel French chef Monsieur Augustine Francis Anzine created the pudding and cake combination. I'm with Chinga, like a new friend. Oh, hi. And it sounded real easy to say. That's why I had a hard time with the big words. Uh, and they say, that's it, man. He came up with that deal. Now it's called, um, uh, declared the, they, they declared 1986 Massachusetts declared Boston cream pie as their official dessert. There you go. Massachusetts, celebrate your uh, Boston cream pie. And uh, hashtag at Boston Cream Pie Day. Thank you very much. Let me see here. What's next? I got a, I got a listener in Massachusetts. So shout out to you, guy. And right below you, Rhode Island. There's a guy, there's a guy down there. You get three downloads. Thank you very much, guy in Boston and uh, Rhode Island. If you know that guy in Massachusetts, tell him I say hello. All right. All right. Uh, it says National Mow Day. All right. Let's check this out because uh, I want to know what kind of mow they're talking about. The mows on your body or the mows of the ground? Uh, says National Mow Day recognizes a special number in chemistry. Oh, really? Now they're gonna talk matching. I know when I was getting nervous, I was reading this. Uh, will eliminate any visions of a burying creature celebration immediately. Chemists and chemistry students mark the occasion each year on October 23rd. More specifically, the celebrations take place between 6:02 a.m. and 6:02 p.m. in the United States. Uh, the date and time are written as 6-02-10-23. I don't even know why it's like that. Uh, the time and date are derived from Avogadro's number. Avogadro's, Avogadro's number is approximately 6.02 by 10. Uh, what's that? What's that arrow going up? I guess a positive. Uh, 23, hence. I don't even know. See, I'm all freaking out. I don't even know. I hate this shit, man. Talk about math. Anyway, how to observe it? National Mo Day. Hashtag National Mo Day. That's it. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm already getting nervous that you got. I'm sweating, man. God dang it. I just took a bath. Uh, correct. National TV Talk Show Host Day. This is this is interesting right here. National, uh, the National TV Talk Show Host Day. October 23rd, get ready to go live before a studio audience on National TV Talk Show Host Day. Created to pay tribute to TV talk show hosts and appreciate their unique form of humor, entertaining stories, and spontaneous wit. And timely political jokes. Uh, yes. Talk shows come in a variety of platforms. 
daytime talk shows uh, have a combination of current e with the they have a combination of current events, health updates, technology news, and entertainment. Now the late hour shows are more like comedy talk shows and uh, talks about uh, movies and jokes and impression impression impersonations and sketches. You know, stupid shit like that, man. So there's different kinds of talk shows. So anyway, they're just giving a shout out to the to the talk shows. Who's your favorite talk show? Talk show host, right? I know mine was uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy from the Gong Show. What's his name? Barry, right? God dang it, what's his name? Rick Barry? No, not he played basketball. Barry, who's Barry? God dang it, Harry Barry? No, no, not Hal Barry. <laughs> what the hell? That guy with the hat, he put his hat all the way down. God dang it. Anyway, he was on the Gong Show. He was my funny. He was the funniest one, man. They cracked me up. Johnny Carson was a good talk show host. Uh, I like David Letterman. David Letterman was a good... Oh, that guy was a game show host. My bad. My bad. That guy, Barry... What's his name? I forgot his name from the gong show. Anyway, this is national talk show host. So my talk show host favorite is David Letterman. It really is. I like his top 10 shows. That's why I do a top 10 on here because I give a, uh, uh, I give homage to uh, David Letterman. I, li I like his top 10, uh, his top 10 uh, shows he had every night, man. It's funny as shit, man. And uh, so how do you observe it? Hashtag uh, TV talk show host day. And there you go, folks. And I'm going to probably hashtag Dave Letterman, too. Let him know that I said hello. <laughs> anyway, let's see what else is next. Uh, that's it. That is it, folks. Those were your national days. Uh, national iPod Day. National Boston Cream Pie Day. National Mo Day. National TV talk show host day. And National Swallows Depart from San Juan Capastrino Day. There you go. Those are your national days. Let's go celebrate with a shot of tequila. <laughs> anyway, hold on, folks. Hold on. All right, man. Well, I, I only did one podcast this week, and that's today. Hanging with the others. On, it's called Feel Good Friday. I, I did one today because I didn't get to do one all week. I didn't talk NFL. I didn't talk anything else. I didn't do nothing this week. But you know why, man? Because I'm doing a freaking uh, uh, house project again. I'm doing the side of my house. I'm taking the side of the old plywood off, and I'm replacing with new plywood and siding now. Hi, right, what's gone? All right, bitch, your chump check still kicking in, God dug it. Anyway, uh, I'm going to put that, I'm putting that up. I'm taking the old, it's not hard. I got help, man. So it's not hard. I'm getting it done. I'm getting it done. It's another project. I did the roof last time. Now I'm doing this. This should, I hope to God, it this don't take long. Because the damn roof took me like a month and a half, let's go, man. Because you know, I don't, it was hard, man. Doing it by yourself, let's go. Nobody wanted to help. That picture coronavirus messed up everything for me, let's go. But anyway, yeah, I'm doing the house project. I'm doing the side of the house. I'm I had did the other part of the house a few years ago. I'm just now catching up to this side now. And uh, and I'm doing it, folks. So, yeah, I'm doing a project. So far, so good. So wish me luck. Pray for me. Make sure I pray that I don't smash my fucking thumb like I did the first day I did it. You know, so, yeah. It happens, man. Smashing my thumbs. I stepped on a fucking nail. A board scraped my leg. I almost fell out the fucking ladder already. You know what I'm saying? Shit's going to happen. So pray for me, people. Pray for me, God Almighty. But yeah, man, I got that going on, so I should be done probably by next week. <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> every construction supervisor, every construction supervisor's uh, quote: "How long is it gonna take, Ralph?" Uh, two weeks. <laughs> so I'll, I'll see what happens in two weeks. Man, I'm already going on one week, but you got I got another week to wrap it up. God dog it, man. Let's see what other trouble we can into here, folks. On the Yahoo News, uh, says here. Hey, did you see that game last night with the Giants and uh, the Eagles? Man, <laughs> I, I swear, man, the NFC East is the worst division ever. My Dallas Cowboys have to be, happen to be part of it, man. But anyway, <laughs> the Giants were playing the Eagles, man. 
And Danny Dimes, the quarterback from freaking the, the Giants, took off on an 84-yard run, man. Hauling ass. He was about to score, folks. He was huffing and puffing, and he was just doing what he can to get going, man. And he was going fast. He was going too fast. I think he was going faster than he thought he could run. Faster than he, he could run. You know what I'm saying? When you say you can run fast, but you really don't run fast, but you actually can run, run fast and you outrun yourself, well, he outran himself. And then it looked like Casper the Ghost chipped his ass at the... Man, he went all the way down to the 20-yard line to the other team, to the Eagles' uh, Eagle territory. God dang, and he tripped by himself, and he fell down. Even his teammates were laughing at him, and like, chingado, man. I swear, man. He just can't go right, man. I swear, man. But anyway, uh, it was a funny-ass game, man. Uh, Eagles ended up winning, so right now they're in first place, and the Cowboys are in second. They both got the same record, two and four. And... Um, so the Cowboys got to win this weekend to be three and four, and they're gonna be back in first place. So the Cowboys play the freaking uh, uh, Redskins this weekend, and uh, I think they play at twelve. So you know, good luck to your team, man. I didn't talk NFL today. I just talked about my Cowboys and a little bit of NFL. Uh, I didn't talk about it too much this week, but that's all right. I'm gonna get back to normal, get back to the groove of things next week. Uh, Monday morning, I'll probably do a, 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 a NFL talk, a podcast on NFL, my real Monday morning podcast, and, um, and we'll go from there. Uh, but anyway, let's see what's going on in the world, the uh, crazy world here. Uh, says, um, man, you know what, man? I see these topics, man, and they just don't, they just don't intrigue me, man. They just don't catch me, man. Like, oh, I want to read that. Uh, you know, oh, I want to see that. Like, you know, I don't know, man. It's just, Yahoo, y'all need to come up with some better shit. Got to get some more reporting. Do some better research on your pieces here, man. Uh, something, man. Get something better on here, man. There's nothing that, that strikes me good to talk about. I don't want to talk about politics. That's all you have on here is politics, a chinga. Uh, football, I didn't talk too much about football. The Kardashians. Nobody, I don't want to talk about Kardashians, chinga. Uh, let's see what else is here, Bandit. Nothing good. Nothing good. I tell you. Oh, look at this. They found a guy. Oh, here it is. A North Carolina man who was found with a van full of guns and explosives had research on how to kill Joe Biden. Holy shit. That is interesting right there. That's some crazy shit. At least they found him. They caught his ass. See, you never freaking know who's out there, folks. Never know who's out there. Uh, voting is, is in a full effect right now. If you haven't voted, go out there and vote. Let's talk about that. You know, last night was one of the president, the last presidential debate. Uh, it went so-and-so. I only caught a little bit of it. You know, I was going back and forth between uh, uh, not doing nothing and uh, watching that. So uh, I chose to not do nothing. Uh, let's hear this here. <laughs> Uh, I, that was better thing to do anyway. Like do nothing. That was better. Uh, so they talked about that. So you know, if a Biden's your guy, you know, knock the, you know, go vote for him. If Trump's your guy, go for it, man. Whatever floats your boat, folks. Whatever makes you feel better at the at the polling booth. Uh, let's see here. Well, that's it, man. That's all they got here on Yahoo News. Really nothing interesting. And uh, I'm gonna go ahead and cut this part short. I really do appreciate you guys listening to hang with us. I am your host, Elvis. And, uh, and I thank you very much for tuning me in and taking me for a spin on the one and twos. I appreciate you guys for taking the time out of your day to listen to me, man. I really do appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed the show, and, uh, and I'll be getting another episode next week. Uh, the weekend is here. I want you guys to have a good weekend, spend time with your family, your loved ones, make some memories. Maybe if you can do stupid, something stupid in your life, make sure you videotape it, tag me out on Facebook, hanging with others. <laughs> I want to check it out too, okay? All right, folks. Well, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and cut this party short. I appreciate you guys listening to Hang With Elvis. I am your host, Elvis. And as usual, I'll leave you with this. Love, peace, and happiness. And I'll see you when I see you, folks. Latest.